Hi, I'm Harriet, a mental health professional and educator, and this is Dawn Breaks, the podcast all about finding hope and maybe also healing after reaching rock bottom. Welcome to this week's episode of Dawn Breaks and I'm really excited to welcome the lovely Jojo who's joining us today. So welcome. I feel like I should wave but it's a podcast (laughs) so you can wave. I'm going to wave anyway. (laughs) Love it, love it. And how do we find you today Jojo? You find me really good today. I had a nasty migraine yesterday but today I am a good solid nine out of ten where yesterday I was about to Oh, I'm so glad we caught you today. Sorry that you weren't feeling very well, though. Glad you're better. That's really good. Yeah. So, Jojo, you know a bit already about how the podcast works, but just in case anyone's listening for the first time, what I like to do is let people meet you where you're at. So I don't give you a big introduction, but we'll get on to all the lovely, amazing things you're doing later on in the call. But at the beginning, I like to go back to a time when you were feeling very low or feeling quite hopeless. And then we're going to work our way forward in terms of what supported you and what helped you and then move forward to where you are now. So is there a time that you'd be happy to share with us when you were feeling very low or feeling quite hopeless in yourself? Yeah, to be honest with you, I mean, there's a couple because life for me has been sort of a little less than average Mm. (laughs) to say and there's been a couple of situations and I've just got to say at the very beginning that I absolutely love the message of this podcast because I think a lot of people need it no I just I I truly believe in it and I I think it's a, a really good resource for people to hear this so I just wanted to mention that at the beginning oh, I appreciate um, that. it's kind you. of like when you go out you say to somebody by the way if I forget I had a really good time tonight because you know Aww. you're gonna have a really good time with that person <laughs> I love so, that. thank you so so yeah I am um, I'm really thrilled to be here and thank you for asking so yeah so life not really average for me in sort of in a nutshell I was, I'm a survivor of the care system. So I was fostered. I then ended up back in care. It, it's not a bad story. That For me, there's a happy ending, but then I am a reframer. So a lot to do with hope, um, yeah. to be honest with you. But a couple of my situations would have been, I did find myself back, uh, well, I found myself in a children's home at the age of seven. Right. And it was a residential home, sort of like, so out of foster care into a children's home. But it's really important to say that when I was placed in foster care, I was placed with a really rich family, not rich in money, rich right. in nurture, love um, and family. Mm. And I was I was meant to be there till I was, well, it was meant to be an unwritten adoption, to be perfectly honest with you. But as it happened, my mum got well again, my real mum, right. who had MS. And I ended up going back to my mum. That didn't end well because she ended up getting poorly again. And then I ended up in the children's home, as I was just saying. So it was through, not through sort of a bad experience. It was all meant to be positive Mm. in a sense, but through no fault and out of my control, that kind of happened. So that would have been, that would have been one. However, I think I was too young to recognise it. But now when I look back, I realise that 
I I had hope, but I think yeah. at the time I would have been too young to recognise that need. Yeah. Moving on through life, I was in search of, I was just in search of average, to be perfectly honest with you. And average for me meant I'd made it in the sense right. of if I got married, if I had, you know, the average 2.4 children, <laughs> that kind of thing, I'd made it. That was mm. me successful, safe. And I'd made the best life. As it actually happened, my marriage broke down. Doesn't sound very good at this point, does it? I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) To be honest. But no, this this is my story. Mm. And to be honest with you, I'm I'm proud to share my story because I think it does give people hope that... You know, because I am a very positive person and I do believe that I've I've got a happy ending now. So hope has definitely helped in getting me there. Mm -hmm. So even though I'm telling a sad story in a sense, I'm telling it with a high vibe. So I yeah. hope that doesn't yeah, no, um, sort of give the wrong impression. It, no. It's hope that's got me there. Um, absolutely. So when my marriage broke down, that was a very, very dark time for me because it was everything I did not want to happen. Yeah. Um, I didn't want my children to come from a broken home. That was probably one of the darkest moments for me mm. because it took me back to that unsafe space of when I was a child yeah where it was you know I had to rapidly adapt it was it was me that actually decided to walk away from it but I mean there's a lot here because it just wasn't it it wasn't enough if that makes sense but because I've been in search of average and I thought that was enough yes actually it wasn't and to give myself permission to actually walk away from that was it was like a double-edged should stick yeah, if that and makes it's, sense. It's, because it's, yeah, it's huge to give yourself permission to walk away from something that you feel has been what you're aiming for, and then it turns out it wasn't quite as you imagined. To the outside world, it was the Waltons. To right. be perfectly honest with you, and I had a lot to be grateful for as well, which is why it was another hard one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it really, it wasn't. It wasn't right in so many areas however I do feel it's really important to say that I mean I'm 10 years 12 years on from that now and it took a lot to get to this the stage where I am now and how I feel about it but that was definitely one of the darkest moments because it was just something that I really really never wanted yeah. the marriage didn't end the way that you know I would have chose it to it's too long of a story to kind of go into now I'd tell anybody but it's it's quite a long story however there was hope that it would be okay, that it wouldn't end. It, I mean, we're very amicable. You know, we still co-parent. We still do things for the kids' birthdays. It's important to say they're 16 and 19 now. Yeah. Uh, so we've worked very, very hard at that because I did have the hope that it wouldn't be the, and I want to say the standard nasty, horrible yeah. breakup, yeah. if that makes sense. Mm. Um which it seems to go down. It was a it, it was a lot of work and, and a lot of and a lot of hope. I'm not just saying it, a lot of hope that we could actually break the norm and even though we were going our separate ways, still co-parent, still be friends. And, and not so hopefully hard. it didn't affect the kids. Yeah. It's so hard to separate a relationship and still keep that kind of you've always got the desire for the kids to be looked after but also to just keep that at the forefront even when it's really really difficult because you think in a normal scenario when a relationship breaks down you don't have to see that person again you know you don't have to spend time with them again you can you can avoid that but then when when you've got this 
amazing connection that is children, it becomes so much more complex and so much more fraught with all the tense emotions that you feel and that you have to deal with and manage on a sort of daily basis in that circumstance. I can imagine it must have been so difficult. And hats off to you both that you've got to a point where you could you could do it successfully which you know is a real achievement it is a real achievement and it's not until sort of you really start to talk to people but people used to compliment us on it but I have to stress it was really hard work yeah it was you do really really have to take yourself out of the equation at times for me the reason why it really broke me as well is because like I said it was so important that this didn't happen to me and my family yeah because of my upbringing you know I wanted that 2.4 family life and to know that it was actually my decision to walk away from it just so so many different emotions attached to it yeah and I kind of like I just kept reliving it over and over in my head and you know the guilt and yeah you know is this the right thing but there was hope that actually if this is what I'm doing then I have to make this a positive I have to hope that I can turn this around yeah and make this better I mean you know when I hit rock bottom with it I remember there was there was a time I was in the bath and before I knew it I realized I was in a cold bath and I looked at the clock and I'd been been there for like two hours gosh in cold water and my Mm. mind I wanted the pain to stop. The pain was so intense of how I was feeling. I wanted the pain to stop. But when you've got children, they're they're your force that keep you going. Yeah. And it literally was like a light switch. It was like, no, I've got to, I've got to do something here. Yeah. There's, you know, this can be better. It's choice at Mm. the end of the day and hope will, you know, I just, I've got to hope that I I do do it. I I can, I can get there. Absolutely. And I think, there's a couple of things that you're describing there that are really important that often when you get into the lowest low moment time sort of disappears a bit and you sort of need to be in those feelings even though it feels awful and you don't want to be there you almost need to be in them to feel them in order to then work through them and then come out the other side and realize you can survive this it is horrible and you wouldn't choose it for yourself but this is the situation and this is what's happened and this is what you have needed to do in order to get yourself to a a place that feels more manageable but almost I feel that often these the low moments don't come in the crisis separation moment for example in your story but afterwards you know when you really feel the weight of what's happened and it's it's not just the situation separating it's actually dealing with the grief that comes with the loss of it, a relationship. It was grief. Yeah, and the grief it, of that of that sort of dream you had of the 2.4 average yeah. that you describe it. I think about it as being, you know, better than average, but but yeah, that it's that death of that dream, isn't it, that's really painful to come to terms with and for so many people and and I find that often that's actually after the event when you finally come to terms with it and it sounds like a bit like that maybe that was what was happening for you. Yeah, I think it's important to say it's part of a bigger story, this is, because when I talk about the 2.4 average, mm. that's because where I am now yeah. is obviously the reason why that happened, because now, where I am now, I'm fully bespoke and crowning my own courage and confidence yes. and my own 
like who I am kind of thing so but this was part of the journey to get to that Mm. if that makes sense but because I had always been in search of what I perceived to be average for 2.4 and that was my way better than average Mm. at that point kind of thing from a child's viewpoint yeah leaving yeah that was my amazing however it was that it didn't fit me right it wasn't right for me it wasn't actually Mm. enough but it was perceived to be because of what I thought if that I don't know if this makes sense yeah I can get it because of what you'd been through and what you imagined you know the normal felt to you like that would be top of the world because you'd not been able to have that normal experience you imagined that other people maybe had yeah and it was but it didn't fit me right because it wasn't enough for me which is why it didn't work it sounds very Mm. confusing like I say it's part of a much bigger story and sort of where I am now is a hundred percent where I was meant to be but I was definitely on the wrong kind of path through perception so Jojo did you have to give yourself permission to aim for higher than average how did what what hundred percent right right 100% yeah 100% this is a big thing as well that I do talk about is permission because Mm. it's only been in the last few years that I've actually recognized it that Mm. it was a choice yeah my choice yeah and it all comes down to you at the end of the day I mean there's that saying isn't there when you're little the world doesn't revolve around you actually it does (laughs) does, if you don't don't make those choices then actually it does yeah um so and that's empowering, isn't it? Don't you think? I find that really empowering. I think it, my younger self found that overwhelming and like, how can I possibly ever affect things to be the way that I want them to be? But but now I think actually that makes me powerful. If I decide that it's my choice, I yeah. have the power to move through and move out of something that I find uncomfortable. Whereas before, seeing myself in a victim position, I, you know, there was nothing I could do. I was helpless. I couldn't help myself. It's almost that powerless to powerful thing, isn't it? If it's your choice, you can change it. I mean, you're talking my language now when you're talking about <laughs> powers because I yeah. believe in superpowers, not not superpowers as in I'm going to make that move just by pointing at it. Yeah. Superpowers in the sense of once you own your own superpower, yes, it is so powerful because then you can do absolutely anything you want to do because once you realise that and once you give yourself permission Mm -hmm. to realise that, it's a bit of a process. I call it SAS, self-awareness strategy. And it's been a huge journey that mm. I know that sounds so cheesy when everybody says I've been oh, on a but journey everyone, but yeah, it is a journey, journey. Mm. It, yeah it is a journey and you know the permission thing is I had to give myself permission to leave that marriage yeah I had Huge. to give myself permission to actually start working for myself and leaving a job that mm-hmm. you know was okay kind of thing permission to be myself because right. is the hugest yes simply because I used to dull myself down I mean I've just mentioned about sass I am my my hashtag now is sassy not sorry because <laughs> sassy stands it. for sassy stands for lively bold full of spirit and a little bit cheeky and that's what I've always been mm-hmm. however I used to dull it down because people used to be like oh you're so positive right like and it's too much it's too much sort of thing yeah but my positivity mm. came from gratitude as well because I was so grateful for the life that I'd had 
even though I had that stint where I was in the children's home and everything else, yeah. if I hadn't have had that solid structure at the very beginning, I don't think I'd have got through right. those two years. And then obviously, I don't know if I said this, but I actually then, purely by accident, ended up back with my original foster family because they found out I was back in care. So I only no, actually had two, amazing. two and a half years away from them. Right. So that was like, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful mm. for the beautiful marriage that I had. It just didn't work mm-hmm. in the sense that, you know, it didn't carry on. But we had two amazing children that I am so proud of Aww. and I'm so grateful for. Yeah. So permission to be yourself. Sorry, I've gone off on a bit of a tangent. No, it's great. That. I'm loving it. Um, <laughs> but the biggest is giving yourself permission just to be you. Yeah. And to be honest, that only happened in the last... 15, 18 months since I started my business. And I really had to drill down into me to be authentic within my business. And then kind of like, I grew up. Well, I kind of grew up. I call myself (laughs) Fairy Godmother. No, development branding Fairy Godmother. But I mean, but I have grown up. But it's it's been through through self-awareness strategy that I've done that. And I gave myself permission to be me. I'm going to say this because this was big for me in the initial part of my journey with with my business and stuff was somebody actually borrowed me the permission at the beginning because we talked yes. about permission yeah and I started out with my business with a totally different look because I thought I'd got to be a grown-up I thought I'd got to be this CEO <laughs> this, this yeah this serious director mm-hmm. you know Jeff in a business suit kind <laughs> of thing and that's how I was going to present myself to the world but I've never really done that I've always been you know, lively, bold, full of spirit and a little bit cheeky. Mm. But I thought now that I was going to be a director and I couldn't even say it out loud, I was like, yeah, I'm a director. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, There's that sort of, can I own this? I don't know yet. Right. Yeah. So anyway, cut a long story short, I remember being with someone and it was Danny Wallace, actually. And if nobody knows of Danny Wallace, go and check her out because she's phenomenal. Huge mentor for me and inspiration. I've since done like lots of work with her. But anyway, I went to see her and she was like, right, show me what you've got. And I showed her my initial branding logo. As I handed it over, I went, but it's not really me. (laughs) And she went, what are you doing? I've only known you for two minutes. You're pink, you're sparkly, you're, you know, you're leopard print, you're you're this. And she was like, Joe, what's made you successful in all of your career? And I'd had 20 years of business development. I was like, me being me, my wonky crown, you know, the fact that I'd be the rep. I'm a curvy girl. And I would always be, I wouldn't, I wasn't your standard rep, if you like, that would yeah. walk into all these places. I was the one that walked in, always, you know, turned out really well. I was, you know, always quite glamorous. However, I'd walk in and I'd be the one with the toilet roll stuck to my shoe, <laughs> where the other one would be really like knowing all the facts and figures and everything else. It was right. my personality that mm. kind of shone through because it was very genuine. Yeah. And that's how people so, connect as well with yes, a genuine massively. person, you know. Yes, yeah. it's relationships. It's all about mm. relationships and connection. Yeah. So, and that is that has definitely been one of my superpowers through life. And that is very, pardon the pun, it is genuine about me. I just love people and I love getting to know people. So when I showed Danny this and she went, you know, this was the Jeff in the business suit kind mm-hmm. of branding. Mm. She was like, what's made you successful? I was like, well, it's been my personality. It's been, you know, my people. And she went, why are you changing? Oh, my God. It was like a light bulb moment. It was huge. <laughs> it was It was like, why am I changing? She was like, what's missing? I was like, pink. Pink. 
<laughs> and right. all this stuff, which is me. Um, <laughs> went back to the drawing board, did what I needed to do, did it right. And now I rock up. My branding is full on pink. There's a crown. There's a tutu. Love it. There's, there's everything. But at first, I really struggled with that. And yeah. when I was working on my title of what was I, what did I do? Branding, right. business development and branding, what? Consultant, guru, mm. expert. None of these sat right with me. And then like, fairy godmother just sat because <laughs> it was like, I want to be the person that holds the hand of these people. Yeah. I want to be the person that encourages and empowers people that what they think is not their skill, what they think they haven't got absolutely is their potential. They're pumpkins to their potential, if you like. And I was like, <laughs> I like it. And this is what I really wanted for them. And I was like, I feel like I'm a fairer godmother, Danny. I said, I know that sounds ridiculous. She says, well, what are you looking for? Are you looking for permission? And I right. thought, oh, my God, that's what I am. I'm looking for permission again. Yeah. And someone to say, it's okay, you can do this. Yeah. And mm. the minute she said it, I owned it. Right. And it was ridiculous because I was just like, so I'm big now that if anybody needs permission, I'm a fairy godmother. It's granted. You've oh, got I love it. that. From, You've got from permission whatever. from Jojo. You've got you go permission. <laughs> <laughs> Borrow it from somewhere yeah. until you've got the absolute self-belief in yourself that yeah. you've got it because it's um it's a big one for me. Permission all the way through was reoccurring. It just kept right. rearing its ugly head. And but it comes back now bigger, that I recognise that. Mm. I still mm. get it now. I still yeah. have to give myself permission. Every time I'm levelling up or every yes. time I'm doing something. First time I ever did a podcast. Right. You know, yeah. it's scary. Yeah. It's anything that's out of your comfort zone. It's almost like you need the permission to do it. And when you and run your own business... You, there's only you really isn't there to give you permission I found there's been quite a challenge some you know that I don't have anyone to look up to other than people I admire obviously but in terms of a a, a boss or an employer to I don't have anyone to look up to to say yes you can do it it's literally got to come from within me you know whether it's higher self or however you describe it you know future self what would my future self do who's you know got it down and got it all done yeah it's a really interesting concept permission and that that just seemed really strong that flavor if you like coming through this permission idea I really really love that I think that's a lot I mean I'm going to bring it back to hope for you because when you do (laughs) give yourself permission you have to hope that you're making the right decision of course of course but But you can also change your mind and that's absolutely fine you know yeah it's not working of course Mm. but that comes down to your self-belief as well and your trust in yourself yeah you're only trust trrusting yourself, aren't you? It's not like you're trusting somebody that you don't know. Of so course. Of course. Give it you to yourself. That, yeah. And you know better than anyone else whether you can do something or not. So like exactly. you're talking about, it is that self-awareness of knowing who you are and what you're capable of and whether this is in your remit and whether it's something you can do, definitely. But even if you can't do it, if you're self-aware, if you know your strengths and your weaknesses... If you're self-aware of those, then you actually can manage the situation and weigh it up. For argument's sake, I don't think I'd be giving myself permission to walk across a pit of snakes or whatever, because I hate snakes. (laughs) Right. right, There's no permission coming from me there because that's (laughs) not one of my strengths. Right. So so it's not just knowing what you're capable of. It's Mm. knowing what you're not capable. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing where your boundaries are. Yeah. And owning that and kind of going, okay, there's a saying and I love this saying it's by strengthening your weaknesses you can weaken your strengths Mm. and so therefore 
concentrate on your strengths right own them this was massive for me in sort of moving myself forward because I had to really teach myself some new truths That's I had to so reframe and mm. retrain some new truths for myself because I haven't got I say I haven't got any qualifications I've got some GCSEs and I've got some MVQs that okay. kind of thing but mm. as for other qualifications I haven't got any other qualifications it was a big thing for me having my own business yeah, and everything else because I'm like oh I'm not qualified mm. I've got 20 years business development experience <laughs> only. So I've got, I've, yeah <laughs> I've worked amount. with some huge companies <laughs> right you know there's plenty of people that I've worked, you know, I've did some work with National Television Awards, yeah. worked with MTV, I'm working with a huge, huge amount global corporate brand at the moment that's just given me creative license on wow. an, um, an initiative for their employees. So, but I haven't got any qualifications. And so this used to be a big one. I can't do that. Mm. I've got no qualifications. How can I do that? And I used to have a big thing about my size as well. I'm a solid, good size 20. And I used to think, oh, I'm too big to do that. But I went through a process of really reframing and retraining Mm. my thoughts. And now, if ever those ones come back up for Mm. me, I'm very much, actually, I'm an awesome creative I'm a positivity powerhouse and I have got letters after my name because I'm a fairy godmother. So I'm Jojo Smith FGM now. So I have got, (laughs) so so I have got some letters after my name. I've given them myself, but you know, it's massive that you give yourself that and you focus on, you focus on your strengths Mm. because if I'd have focused on the fact that hadn't got any qualifications, that massively, would have affected the fact that I am I am an awesome creative. Of course um, it would, because you need it would that have brought my positivity down mm, massively. Yeah. So it was just a case that, that was self awareness as well, because that was a case of working on reframing and retraining those yeah. good truths mm. versus the negative truths. If that makes sense, yeah. So absolutely. that's been a huge part for me. And when whenever I get myself in a situation that requires hope. You know, how is this going to work? That could yeah. be that could be to do with money. It mm. could be, you know, in the business. It could be to do with me making a big decision mm. or whatever. Then I focus on those truths, right. on those new truths, which kind of give me the hope to go, you've got this. Come on. You've love done it. this before. Mm-hmm. You can do this. Mm. So it's I massive love- about looking back at your past hurdles. Yeah, it makes a huge difference actually when you're able to look back and realize how far you've come because in in some ways for me I find that to be a bit like a I actually funnily enough you talking about superpowers I call it a power list and that's something I do is I write down all the things I've done that I didn't think I could do and I and I still managed to achieve them big or small. Huge. And then when you look at when you when I read that I'm like wow, I can do this, like, bam, I've got it, you know? Yeah. And you just remind yourself how many things that at the time you would shake it like a leaf and thought I couldn't do it and, you you know, you were able to achieve and, and it's so supportive because we do things all the time but we don't always take the time to just take a minute and think actually that was really hard and I even though I didn't think I could do it, I did do it and that's such an, a sort of incredibly confidence boosting thing to do and and sometimes we need that you know that little confidence boost I say your past hurdles are your power source your proof and power source of what when you need to re-energize or recharge go back whether that be through photographs I do it through photographs I post a lot of photographs Mm. um you know either on Facebook or on my on Instagram especially for work because 
for me, this is a big thing with my business. I'm so proud of myself. Yeah, that's you not, should that's be. Not, you know, it is a bit of braggadocious love in one sense, but it's, <laughs> no, it's, it's actually because I want people to see if I can do it, mm-hmm. anybody can do it, you know. And I will put in my, I think my highlights on my Instagram, they're literally like a life story and some highlights in people's other Instagrams, they're only short and there's only a few. Every time I do something that I'm really proud of, I literally put it in my highlights because then if I need to go back and have a look at it, you go, oh my God, I did that. Oh my God, I did that. I love it. It's like a positive flip book, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's exactly. And I find myself sometimes looking through it myself and... But it, it recharges me and it mm. just gives me the knowledge that you thought you couldn't do this. That I actually took, <laughs> it's quite funny because when I went to sign um, for the business and register it as a limited mm. company, mm. like, oh, I've got a fear of forms. Right. I'm, a, I'm a form phobic because <laughs> once I start no looking at them, form. I'm, no, I can't stand forms. And this was a big thing, you know, this was a big girl pants situation mm. of going to the accountants and signing. And I actually took my mum with me and I was like, mum, you're going to have to come with me. I mean, my mum's like 60, 60, do you know what's terrible? I should know how old my mum is. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how quickly it goes though and you have to yeah, sit there and yeah. do the maths. But she's, she's well into her mid 60s, we'll say. Yeah. Actually, she might be 70, so that might, she might have done, I might have just done a real justice. <laughs> I don't, I stopped counting at 40. Mm. Anybody at 40, I stopped counting, although these have been the best years, but anyway. <laughs> um, so, mum came with me. I said, mum, will you come with me? Because I felt like I needed a grown up with me. Yeah. The fact that I was 40 myself, <laughs> I felt like I needed, <laughs> and that was part of the fairy godmother, where the fairy godmother thing came from, because I just needed somebody to hold my hand that day yeah. and just go, yeah you know you've got this yeah. you've got this yeah and that's that, that that's huge I don't know where my point was going with that but I felt that's I okay no it. I think there's some <laughs> no I think there was some really important stuff in there actually Jojo about reframing in the way that you look back at something and reframe how it's going to be for you and take your power back which I love and you also that's spoke where it was ab- going yes and you also spoke about I love this idea this sort of flip book idea of looking back through pictures or however it is and just reminding yourself of all these things that you have overcome or you were resilient from or you came back from when you didn't think you could and that's such a powerful skill and I feel that anyone can take that away and do that because even if you feel like well I don't know what I've achieved if you really look back through and look back at pictures of yourself when you were younger there are so many things that all of us you know have been through that first day of school like it can be really tiny things to begin with but you'll begin to build up this way of yeah just remembering things of course yeah that was really hard the first day I went to work on that new job or or you went for a job interview or it can literally be anything when on a first date with someone all of those nerve-wracking emotion heavy emotion high moments they're the moments that you you kind of got through and you overcame and actually you got so much from them and when you look back you think actually yeah I was really scared to do it but I did it anyway and that's so so powerful that's where it's coming from I think with going with mum to um it's important just because that obviously that's my foster mum but to me she's my my real mum when you hear me talk about my mum that's who I'm talking about my actual biological real mum did actually pass away when I was 16 so but um again I had the time to get to know her I'd love to have got to know her as an adult and I'd love to her to have got to know my kids but where I was going back to that point was I had to take my mum with me that day to sign for the business but yet now when I look at where I am now Mm -hmm. 
it's crazy right. where it's got to and you know that's where it started and this is where it is now 15 months on and you honestly once you discover your superpowers and you develop them and you own them yeah you are unstoppable once you get to that point because that. in a beautiful that. beautiful way that's when the magic really starts to happen because you own yourself you know yourself I use the word crown like you crown yourself but mm. I go cr dash own yes. so it's crowning yourself yeah. so you yeah, give yourself that. your crown but you're owning yourself wholeheartedly you are who you are and we all go through life wanting to be liked. I mean, especially me, I was in mm. situations where I was having to adapt and I always adapted because obviously I never wanted that situation to change again because it had been like that when I was younger. Yeah. It had, you know, changed quickly and mm. things like that. I think I think it's just a general thing that everybody goes through life wanting everybody to like them and, you know, to be that way. Yeah. It's not, it's not necessarily always the way, but that's okay mm. because the people that matter or the people that are right for you in your life will automatically attract to you yes. if you're true to yourself. Yeah. If you're pretending to be something that you're not, you'll attract the wrong people. That's why it doesn't work. Right. If you absolutely be yourself, you're, you're like attracts like, that way then it does work you've created that because you've just been yourself try to be something else you're going to attract the person that likes that if that makes yes. sense it's yeah not, and it's yeah. not sustainable yeah of course and it's exhausting to do that as well totally. I think. but I think you're so right there with what you said because we you know it's natural human behavior to want to be liked but something that's been so empowering for me certainly and I think this is what you're sort of describing here is that is that developing a level of self love for yourself like yeah. like care consideration appreciation even for yourself that gratitude um, yeah all yeah. of those things consideration of yourself because if you're able to do that then you know it it changes everything because the only person whose opinion really matters is yours and yes. ultimately that reframes everything because if you're yeah. the only person that you need permission from you're the only person who you really need to sort of take care and, and, and love and look after. And then you, you know, you teach other people how to do that. You teach your children how to look, look after and love themselves as well. You're giving them so much. And also you're filling your own cup at the same time, because when people say you can't give from an empty cup, it's true. You can't look after other people. I know in yeah. my work as a therapist, I have to look after myself first. I can't look after everyone else and, and not look after myself. Like I have to come first and then my clients and my family and everyone else that I support because you can't do it the other way around and it's not selfish and it's not being inconsiderate of other people it's it's being considerate that's the best way you can look after other people is by looking it's, after yourself it's as basic as the oxygen mask in the airplane isn't it right fit yourself fit your right. first fit yourself yes. first then you'll be capable of fitting others that's a perfect so, analogy yeah. and in a sense less of a burden yes yeah yeah absolutely so actually do that bit first it's funny it's funny as well because when I said before about the saying of the world does it these are sayings that we hear yeah. as children right oh God, yeah. all around you or I always remember the, the one my mum would laugh at this because I always used to think, well, which one is it? Tell me which one is it because it was confusing. It's so confusing for children. She, she, used to yeah. say, she used to say, don't you poke your nose, you just look after yourself. 
right so that would be one Mm -hmm. and then there'd be another one that's right you just look after yourself and so it was like well which one do you want me to do (laughs) well am I meant to look after myself because you're telling me not to poke my nose you just look after yourself do you know what I mean it was one of these I don't know if that makes sense what I was just saying no it's confusing and we do hear all these phrases all the time just like that you know about don't stick your nose in or money doesn't grow on trees or whatever it might be all these phrases that we grow up with and then they stick in your head don't they and then later much much later on years down the line you realize you're making decisions based on a phrase that you heard a lot when you were a child (laughs) it's huge yeah yeah, really big one. And, and they're so silly sometimes as well, aren't they? Oh, totally. But you yeah. do. You do have to look after yourself in order to look after others. Yeah. And it is important. And there's no... Give yourself permission to do it, people. I'm just yes. going to say that. Yes, permission. Um, yeah, give yourself permission to do it. Because I think there's a bit of a selfish awe around it mm. if you do do that. Yeah. And... That was a big thing for me in my self-awareness was figuring out that actually that was okay, permission yeah. to be a little bit selfish at times yes. yeah. and to look after myself and do what I needed and what I wanted to do. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, you just said earlier about consideration. Consideration, compassion, huge, yeah. absolutely huge. But give those to yourself as well. I know you said that earlier, mm. but it is important to be a little bit selfish. I really, really struggled with that because... Yeah. I'm a natural giver. Yes. Um, I'm a natural helper. I'm an empath. You know, I just want to, I just do want to help people. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, I still do it now, I massively overgive. And I'm learning about my boundaries and I'm really <laughs> trying to set them in place, yeah. especially with the business. It's hard. Especially yeah. with the business, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I have to now because I am the MD and I need to tell myself off every now and again. Right. But you do just want to help people. Being selfish was a big one for me because... I was really fortunate. I got the chance of a success and performance coach at the very beginning part of my business. Right. Um, gifted. She was finishing her sort of her certification and she needed somebody. Oh, amazing. To work on. And this is why I, this is why I'm big about resources. There are resources out there for you to go and find. Mm. Do you know what I mean? There's groups. Community's massive in, mm-hmm. you know, helping you find your self-awareness and sort of develop yourself. But I was gifted this. And one of the first things she challenged with me was one of my core values is honesty um honesty is big with me yeah I think that's because I always need to know where I stand yes because of you know my childhood and everything of course so she said to me so honesty is a big one for you Joe. how honest are you and I was like gosh whoa turn that around on you yeah it was a big one and I was like well, yeah, I'm honest. Right. I'm really honest. Mm. Um, okay, I might have put the extra mojo in my 10p mix-up when I was about eight, but, <laughs> you know, I'm not squeaky clean, right. but, but I'm honest. And she said, so if your feelings are hurt or if you don't want to do something or if you can't do something, how honest are you about saying no? How honest are Ooh. you about... This was quite life-changing for me. It was about being honest with myself mm-hmm. and... I was like, whoa, if you'd have put me in a room of however many people, how honest, I'd have put myself at the top of the tree because I'm like, I'm honest. Yeah. But I wasn't being honest with myself. Gosh, and that's that was so powerful. Massive, absolutely mm-hmm. massive. And it was then that, you know, and if you really want to do something, in, you know, that might be a bit selfish for you, mm. do you allow it to yourself? 
no, because that might put somebody else out or that might mean me saying no to somebody else or that will give me guilt. Right, but what are you saying by doing that? By not letting yourself have things, you're kind of saying, well, I'm not worthy of it or I don't deserve it. And actually the opposite is true. Yeah. Mm. And so this, this was a big, big one. And it questioned everything for me because lots of decisions that I'd made were based on other people not being honest or and my opinions of other people were based on that. And then I was like, whoa, that's a big one because actually I've just realised I'm not as honest as I thought I was because I wasn't being honest with myself at all. That's Um, so interesting. I was always pushing myself, yeah. And that was quite, it was quite a big turning point. The minute that was opened up to me, Mm -hmm. I didn't change it overnight because Mm. being a little bit selfish for yourself is Mm. hard to do anyway. But if there was any takeaway that I'd want anybody that was listening to this, it would be just assess that. And it's okay to be selfish. I'm giving you permission again. Yes. And why Um, do you deserve any less than honesty and and looking after yourself, you know? Absolutely. Exactly. But be honest with yourself. You know, ask yourself that question before you either do something or whatever. How is this going to, is this going to be good for me? Am I going to learn from this? It's not Mm. in every situation because obviously there's times you want to help, there's times you want to do that. But just be aware that it's okay to ask that to yourself and realise that because then that is you putting yourself first, which in turn will help you help others. That's my philosophy anyway. (laughs) I absolutely love that. I think there's been so many gems in here, Jojo, so much good content. And in a way, we almost didn't follow the normal structure, but I absolutely love that because we we touched on everything anyway, all the way through, because we just ended up hitting it. And it was really, really great. I, I love that. It felt very natural. So what's the best way for people to get in touch with you if they feel like this is my kind of lady I want to get in touch with a fairy godmother of my own and they want to connect up with you how do they do that if people want to hang out with me a bit more and come and find out where I am you can find me across all the socials Facebook and Instagram at creative sass well it's not at creative sass it's just creative sass but it's really important that I say it's creative sass c-r-e-a-t-i-v no e s-a-s because there's no e on joe i spent my whole life (laughs) telling people there's no e on the end of joe okay so it's um creative sass and so that's on instagram that's on facebook as well and then if they want to have a look at the website it's www.creativesass.co.uk creative sass now is all about creative self-awareness strategy within business and within life and getting you to crown your courage and confidence and self-belief you can absolutely create your wishes into reality you just need a strategy to do that you can do it believe in yourself people I get very excited I'm waving my hands and everything (laughs) no it's brilliant I absolutely love it thank you so much for all of those amazing pearls of wisdom and for sharing your journey with us because it's so brave to really dig deep and share and be honest with with everyone about your experiences and what you've been through and the painful things and the hopeful things because it you know it's hard to revisit all of that so I massively appreciate you for sharing all of that with us can i just touch on the hope hacks please do we, go for it only yeah. because only on because that. when you've just said that about sharing pearls and things like that yeah i think it's really important people are all it can be all good for somebody to go oh, i've done this i've done this i've done this but maybe yeah. some people need some ideas on how oh so 
hope hacks for me if you need hope if you're looking for it i call them happy habits yeah so surround yourself with good people mm-hmm. community is everything and have some happy habits which might just be gifts for yourself in the sense of meditation some time out yes whether that be a walk whether that be yoga whether that be finding something an app on your phone there's so many apps out there one that I recently found was Positivity Radio. It's based in oh, New Zealand. Okay. And it's actually run. And I mean, people of a certain age will know this na- name. Younger people won't. But do you remember Noel Edmonds? Yes. And he used to do um, house parties. Yeah. I mean, this <laughs> yeah, is the inventor of Mr. Blobby, Blobby guys. <laughs> yes. Right. Um, he's actually running it over in New Zealand. He's funded it and everything. Can he find people within New Zealand to actually start these radio shows? And it's called Positivity Radio. But it's an app you listen to and it's just really uplifting songs really uplifting positive things surround yourself with some positive things in life so that be good music lively bold music you know if you're feeling a bit crap put on a good banging tune it can change your mood yes definitely Um, give yourself some nice gifts and tips in the sense of meditation or walks or call a friend or whatever but happy habits just those kind of things so I just wanted to put those out there that I surround myself with these different Mm. there's lots of other ones as well but I'm under pressure now but I just wanted to give people no I think that's great because what you've done is you've touched on them through our conversation and then at the end we've kind of summed up the you know the key key points of what you said and I, I absolutely love that and I think you're so right what we take in all the time is really really significant and whether we're taking in sort of negative stuff or positive stuff has a massive impact on our mood and it's such a yeah hope hack I love that I'm going to steal yeah. that Jojo it's you such a hope it. hack thank you but it is such a hope hack to put positive things in your in your field of vision and that might be on your social media that might be on what you're watching on telly it might you know so many different the people you surround yourself with the people you spend time with all of those things have a massive impact on how you feel in yourself and they're really something you can start quite small and change who you're following on your newsfeed. Yeah, be gratitude's a big you. one. Mm. Gratitude's a bit a huge one. There's lots of gratitude apps. You know, it's one of the first things I try and do. I don't do it every day because there's days when I do wake up and I feel a bit naff. Yeah, yeah. But then I don't move in there and a couple yes. of days later I'm like, okay, gratitude. Always start the day with a thank you for something. Just a little Love thank that. you. You know, I'm grateful for this. So, really and then it way. does start your day off in a in a really a good, good way. Note. You know, I like to end the day on a gratitude as well because it helps me yeah. kind of go to sleep in a good space regardless, you know. Thank you so, so, so much. I really appreciate you. This has been such a great conversation, Jojo. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. And I'm sorry if I go off on a tangent sometimes, but thank you for (laughs) having me. Don't be sorry. We've loved it. Thank you. Actually, I'm not sorry. I'm sassy. I'm sassy, not sorry. (laughs) Yes, What an absolute joy Jojo is. And to use her words, a positivity powerhouse. There are so many amazing ideas in here and what an incredible story to take her to where she is now. Absolutely amazing. I've really, really enjoyed this conversation and I hope you did too. Remember, if you've enjoyed what you've been listening to, you can let us know and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or you can reach out to me personally as well. It's always really lovely to hear from people and you can contact me directly on Instagram or through my website. 
It's been a real pleasure to have a very light-hearted conversation today, even though there were some really difficult things in here, and it just goes to show that time is a really great healer. So if you are in a dark place, just hold steady, borrow our help, borrow our permission, and know that things will get better soon. Otherwise, take really good care, and you'll hear from me soon.